Warning, this week's episode of I Think You'd Be Into It contains lots of frank, sexual talk. If that makes you feel confused or uncomfortable, please ask a nearby adult to explain their sinful language and behavior. If you are a member of Brandon's family, please also do not listen. His mom doesn't understand what podcasts are, but there's a sporting chance a cousin or two could be listening. Please, just turn this off or listen to Hamilton or something. It's going to get realer than you could possibly imagine. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy I think you'd be into it. Mahalo. Yeah. Let's do it. You gonna remember the name of our podcast I, this week? I think I'm gonna remember the name of the podcast this week. Several weeks in a row, he's gotten to like, "Hi, welcome to," you know, the thing. The you thing should, you stuff. should, uh, you should turn that into a recurring joke where then you dub in somebody <laughs> else's voice saying the real name. No, instead he just says nine other podcasts. Uh, <laughs> welcome, <laughs> j- j- welcome me, to Comedy me, Bang Bang. Give me a little, give me a little more credit. <laughs> I'm gonna get it this time. I'm gonna get this time. I have faith in you. Welcome to Nerd Poker. I have faith in you. Hi. Welcome to I Think You'd Be Into It with me, your host, Chris Thiele. <laughs> <laughs> that was too so easy. Close. That was too easy. So that close. Uh, well, just because it's easy doesn't mean it's not the right choice. <laughs> I don't I mean, in the larger scheme of the universe, Chris Thiele was the right choice. I think he's a better host than Garrison Keeler was. Um, oh my God. But... Can we do this podcast as Garrison Keeler? <laughs> oh, Keeler's? no. No Garrison oh, Keeler. I hear that old piano. Oh, no. So Mrs. McGillicuddy decided she wanted to fuck someone that wasn't her husband. Podcast over. <laughs> no, no, no Garrison Keeler. And her vagina was as smooth as. Podcast over. <laughs> Well, you don't like it. You don't like any cure in the bedroom. Okay, people are obsessed with him. I used to work for uh, a place where he would uh, travel every summer and be like, "Garrison Keela, he's so." And I was like, "Seriously, stop it!" And like, calm the love for him. I don't understand. He's a humorist, which means it's like a comedian, but not funny. <laughs> it actually, yeah, it means he's free from the pressure of being like funny. like a sure. poet, but it's prose. It means I guess. he's allowed yeah. to write for the New Yorker. Anyway, yes. <laughs> Welcome to I think you'd be into it, the podcast about your problematic faves. I'm your host Beth Scorzato. And I'm your other host Brandon Beck. <laughs> okay, they're happy. I am happy. Okay, good. This week we have our first like special lifestyle episode. Actually, I'm really excited <laughs> about this. <laughs> with us together, with us here, we have um, lovely couple and fantastic comedians, uh, Teresa Rose and Angel Castillo, whose microphone I just hit. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> welcome. I talk it's with ruined. my hands, and there's four of us I here. I have been damaged. Well, what was welcome. that voice? <laughs> it is the broken microphone voice. Oh. <gasps> now I'm going to have to do the rest of the podcast like this because of Beth's very evocative Italian hand talking. Peter! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you, you're, Teresa, you're now, you're this is what we've chosen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we maybe find an island? Yeah. We'll find an island. We'll yeah. Find an island. It's an island. It's fine. Yeah, it was only a matter of it was only a matter of time. <laughs> but anyways, what up, guys? Thank you for coming on. Hi. Hey, hey. 
We're we're proud to uh, share our um, sinful, immoral <laughs> lifestyle mm-hmm. with uh, the innocent mm-hmm. uh, podcast listening public. Oh, it's I not wh- that bad. I think my favorite, you know, <laughs> I had this old. This is this just reminded me of that. I had an old art director at an old job who said a lot of weird shit. But my favorite one was when Brandon and I first moved in together, and he goes, "Oh, so you're living in sin?" And I was like, "What? Yeah. Like this is a guy who like is not like that at all." Like, not like that at all. He was just being a pain in the ass. He was like, oh, so you're living in sin. And I was like, according to who? And he goes, you know, like, the Bible and stuff, I think. <laughs> what if you know, that like, was, Jesus and stuff. What like, if what? that was the day he was born again? Like, you just, <laughs> he wasn't like that until that day, but that's when I, he accepted. I promise you it's not. <laughs> well, I mean, living in sin is the legal term in North Carolina. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, because North Carolina actually lives under Sharia law. Yes. What about yes. the safety no, no, pin? No, 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 you guys no, know what I'm like, talking about? What does that mean? Like what? Wait. Okay, it was it was a theme song to I can't even remember what show, but literally the chorus went of the theme song went "Living in Sin with a Safety Pin," and uh, it's always been like, "What does that mean? I don't. What know. does that this mean? I think it was the Drew Carey it was involved. Drew Carey and um, I can't remember her name. I can never remember her oh. name. Oh yeah, the, uh, "Living in Sin with a Safety Pin" is a line from Cleveland Rocks. Thank you. The like third theme song for the Drew Carey show thank you it was Drew Carey okay maybe I should trust myself better what does anyone know what it means well according to according to urban dictionary Mm, mm. uh the living in sin part refers to the Christian belief that sex out of wedlock drinking and cursing the lifestyle portrayed on the program is immoral. Okay. Right. Safety... I thought we agreed not to do Garrison Keeler. Okay. The safety pin refers to the safety pin refers to the dirty Sanchez. The safety pin refers to the financially unraveled group having to be held together with the minimum amount of monetary resources. Oh my so, God, we are living in sin with a safety pin. That's true. Yes. You know, and it's appropriate because Drew Carey and Mimi do look like a lot of the couples you will find at kink meetups. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. For when I was younger, I for like most of fourth grade, I legit thought. Mimi was just Drew Carey in drag. <laughs> you thought you thought it was an innovative show in terms of blue screen technology. I did. I, I, I did. Yeah, because like I knew about blue screen and like all that stuff back then. But I don't know. I I, I wasn't watching it closely. People, God, I sound like a fucking monster right now. People people did people <laughs> just didn't understand, a nerd, babe. People yeah. didn't understand why you were watching the show. Going, the special effects are amazing yeah. on the Drew Carey show. Oh I mean, I know that Ryan Styles was a Bunraku puppet, but um, other than that, <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm gonna get us back on track for a second because if I let you two keep running, this podcast is gonna be like four hours long. Uh, So we're gonna start off real quick with uh, what we're into this week, and then head on into our topic of the week. Mm -hmm. So Brandon, you can go first. Uh, This week, I have gotten super into kind of against my better judgment um, the PS4 remaster uh, remake of Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> Which There's, okay. fucking rules? Like all of those, all of it. <laughs> Paul Rappa the rapper was like Guitar Hero before that was a thing. It was, like, it was, it was, it was Guitar Hero. Already. Are you he's now? He's gonna talk about Um Jamalim. Are you rapping along with it? I need to know. No, but um, um Jamalim okay. came after Paul Rappa. Yes, it was. So Paul Rappa was, was the seminal work. But before Guitar Hero. Yeah. Yes. And mm. Um Jamalim is guitars. It was. It was okay. Parappa. Parappa two. Um Jamalami and then Guitaru Man, which was a, its own separate series. Like anyway, Saruman. he's been very into Parappa the Rapper. Yeah, um, turns out those jams still hold up. Like, the music's still really good. It looks really good. But the gameplay is 
beyond fucked. Mm. Like the ri- the rhythm parts of a rhythm game don't work, especially when you're playing Ooh. the level with uh, Cheap Cheap the Chicken. It uh, is some hot hot garbage. Yeah, it is. It is a hot hot mess where no matter what you some because the, what the game wants you to play isn't what sounds good wrapped. So it's it's a whole. You guys so are all you're like saying it's a jazz game because this yes. has turned from what you're into this week to your like rant of the week. I'm just saying that, that I, I thought I would give my uh, my context. Wait, wait on... keep that beat going, Teresa. Oh. Never know how much I love Parappa. Never know how much I love Lammy. Never know how much I need to believe in myself. We're recording this one in the evening, so I'm drinking. <laughs> Cheers, <Yep>. everyone. <laughs> All right, Teresa, what, what's a thing you're into this week? If you can think of one. If you can't, I don't care because I don't mm. think I have one. This week, I don't know. My thing has pretty much constantly been for the last very long time is like employment. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. <you> know, <laughs> yeah, just like, you know, and it's really funny because everyone's always like, oh, fun employment. <laughs> no. And I'm like, yeah, it's so fun. Like waking up and then taking a bunch of depression naps and then thinking about the things you should do and then going out driving for Uber and someone throws up in your car on a Monday, like that, on a Monday. Was How- the sun still out? No. Okay. But still, like still. Monday night at 10 p.m. And you're like, this is a banner start to the week. Yeah. And thankfully, she did make it all into the, um, I have some of the airline sickness bags that I stole from JetBlue. Thank you, JetBlue. Nice. Um, nice. But uh, they, yeah, so she did make it, made it all into there. But anyway, I need a job. So yeah. that's, that's what I'm into. <laughs> so if you're looking for a very, very qualified woman yes. to work in your uh, Hire me. <laughs> nonprofit or comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, realms or if you need someone who's very good at knowing when people are going to throw up yeah yeah that's she's it. also great at that i'm very good at driving in la actually that is legit like a real skill that i think could go oh, I mean, totally. not in a resume but like i can really like i know my own lane guidance like oh, i knew yeah. which lane to get in to get in the five to get here i knew the first uh first time you get on it's going to be like right exit lane is going to be colorado colorado and it's left. exit only yeah yo, exactly yo, and then everybody I... suddenly slams on the brake and are yes like, no one understands oh, yes. Why, yes why i call her my gps because she, she's that good <laughs> pussy sister some. Yes. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? No. Mm-hmm. Don't applaud that. Yeah. <laughs> what are you into this week other than weird on, voices and your be beard? On that shit. <laughs> um, I, uh, for some reason, I've recently gotten obsessed with a uh, Korean pop group, a uh, Korean uh, pop, K-pop girl group that actually hasn't had, it hasn't had a new single in, uh, in three years, but I just rediscovered their single from 2014 called Catalena. The group is called Orange Caramel. And the funny thing, they're actually a subgroup of a larger K-pop girl group called After School, which is still active, but it was like three members of this group after school formed their own subunit, which is very common in K-pop, K-pop and J-pop. thing I've ever heard. And you made fun of me for talking about Parappa? <laughs> I'm making fun of both. The, I can, okay, that's I fair. But, equal. The but song gets me. in my head all the time now. Yeah, I don't even it's know the good, words. So this particular song, I learned the lyrics phonetically, even though I don't speak a lick of Korean. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, the, if you look at the music video for Orange Caramel Catalena, it's actually this really cool sort of pop art deal where they're like, they're in a sushi bar, like a conveyor belt sushi bar, and everybody's dressed in bright colors and... And uh, it, it's it's just this really catchy sort of almost a Euro disco type song. Like it's actually I, I was listening to a bunch of Orange Caramel singles and like the first one <laughs> is called Magic Girl or Mabop Sonyo in Korean. And, and it sounds very Japanese in its instrumentation. And then as 
orange caramel style evolves, it becomes a lot more like European, and I and and uh, it's sort of that's what I've been into. I was only just recently introduced to K-pop. And yeah. I, I had assumed that K-pop was just sort of like J-pop, like that kind of thing. I had no idea that K-pop was like hip-hop here now, yeah. but turned up to a thousand and on all the cocaine. Well, there's a lot. There's Lots a, definitely of cocaine. a lot. I would agree with that assessment. I would say that K-pop is a lot less like infantilized and cutesified than J-pop. Sure. Because really? remember we were watching that after school live performance where like some of them were literally pole dancing. Like there's a lot more open like oh. sexuality in a lot of Korean pop stars that yeah, I feel like. I don't know. They were still dressed like up children. like fruit and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, you, it, like some, if you see some of after fruit. school's They were. Weren't they looks, dressed up as fruit? Yeah, that was Catalina. That yeah. was during one of the Catalina performances. That yeah. was Orange Caramel, not after school. Oh, sorry. The subgroup. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> No, but that's, also, but that's also an interesting thing, how, like, some of the different subgroups can, like, have different aesthetics within the different subgroups and then also within different, like, singles that they're promoting. Like, the dress, like the way that, that Orange Caramel dressed for promoting, um, you know, Catalina was different from the way they were promoting um, Do Like Me, Nacharam uh, Hebayo. <laughs> And uh, what was and also like um, uh, Magic Girl. All so right. now I'm just thinking about S Club Seven. Um, oh yeah, that was that was America's <laughs> closest thing to that. Yeah. Um, mm. I've listened to that album within the past 365 days of my life. Was that Summer Girls? <laughs> no, that was the, that boy group LR LFO. LFO. Okay. Maybe. Was Eighteens the one that did? Upside down, bouncing on yes. the ceiling. Yes, that was eighteen. And they, oh, and they had their big single. I love it when a jam theme. comes together. Is that eighteen? Eighteen? Eighteens? Eighteen? Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I thought this was one of your patented deadpan quips. You know what? But I, the best jokes are the ones you have to explain. I was expecting you of all people to be I know, there I feel, with me. I feel like I really fumbled the ball. Yeah. You really did. Thing, okay, what I'm into this week okay. is also music, but very not k-pop um i am i have just discovered the 2016 album um called rock is dead by dorothy um and it's my entire aesthetic and it's all i want and i've listened to it a lot a lot what style of music is Uh, it's like it's like that weird like super filtered like almost kind of cowboy rock nice i don't know there's an entire song just about like whiskey called whiskey fever <laughs> okay uh, there's a song uh, oh like, yeah whiskey fever take my ride no don't uh, let her like, memory torture me fever whiskey uh, it's fever, really whiskey oh. fever it's like mm. a mix between like blues and like rock and it's got like a lot of that filter on it where it sounds like they're like coming out of a mixture between blues and rock is basically rock no it's not <laughs> it's she's got like a very bluesy voice but I, the I, guitar I, is like very very like Overdriven. Yeah. It's very much that like Vintage Trouble sound. It's great. It's cool. It's not like Vintage Trouble. Fair enough. (laughs) Because that is one of my favorite bands. Slapping that premise to the ground. That's Scorsato. But that's another thing like people also don't know. But Vintage Trouble, also phenomenal band. Yeah, those guys fucking Oh my God. If you ever get a chance, even if you've never listened to them, you get a chance. If somebody's like, hey, you want to go see Vintage Trouble? I fucking do it. Okay, so it's Vintage Trouble. I I didn't know if you meant like you only liked the vintage part. No, no, no. Sorry. Oh, the name is... (laughs) Sorry, no. He then brought up Vintage (laughs) Trouble, which is the name of another band that I adore. Uh, Right. This band that I'm talking about is uh, called Dorothy. Um, I, which I think that's just her name, but it's just a single name, so I just refer to the whole band as Dorothy. You never know. Travis is not a guy; it's a band. And yeah, Bla- so. Blondie is not the name of the lead singer of Blondie. There's no, no Edward Sharp in Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Hmm. Well, there you go. 
So, so anyway, anyway. <laughs> this week we are here talking with Teresa and Angel about how how are we. I don't know. Like, are we supposed to, like, we're in an open relationship. relationship. I think it's really funny that it's a lifestyle. You guys said, like, when I hear like lifestyle, I think like lifestyle blogging, like we're not going to talk about furniture. But I mean, like, it's not like, (laughs) it's like a lot of our other ones have been like about a specific, like, of course, of course. But so this is like a a thing that a lot of people I think have Mm -hmm. questions and interest about, but we live in this society where a lot of people are like, I'm just going to Google it and then delete my search history. Every time I get matched, (laughs) every time I get matched with somebody on Twitter, like the first few on Twitter, I mean, it's on Tinder on Twitter, uh, you don't use Tinder to fuck people. I mean, uh, you don't use Twitter okay. to fuck. I did oh. a double mess up. Oh. Mm. Wow. Anyway, every time I get matched you're with somebody on, on Twitter, Twitter, we're cutting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you were at you rapping cool. Now you're down at you rapping bad. You know, I'm just that's just all my shit. You know, sometimes I'm just I haven't plugged into that good pussy system lately. You know. Oh my god, I'm gonna murder you. Um, so every time I get matched with somebody on Tinder. Like the first few lines of the conversation are always like, so how does that work? I have questions for you. So yeah. many questions. Yeah. Or even if you just mention it in, in just when you're meeting someone, because um, I meet a lot of strangers in my car, because again, Uber, um, you... Uh, Welcome yeah. to my car. Did you know I fuck other people besides <laughs> no, my boyfriend? I don't exactly bring it up quite like that. Um, I'm like, man, I got that GPS good penis system. Oh, what? Oh, shit. Yeah, you know I turned saying? it around on you. Yeah, but he's into it. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a problem. But anyway, um, it'll just come up and they'll be like, I think one of my favorite questions ever was, why? Well, let's start there then. Why? <laughs> yeah, let's start there, because I, I, think, I think that is the... The big question, the driving question. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, just because culturally, of course, we're conditioned super to assume. Super programmed to. Yes, yeah, super programmed to assume that one when, is the best number for partners. Yes, right? yeah. and that like literally the worst thing you can do, right, in yes. a relationship is get on that D or P. And and that <laughs> and that to uh, and that to even have desire for somebody other than your significant other is a moral flaw, a sin, if you yeah. will. Yeah. Mm. Which, of course, was not always the case, but that, no. that delves into history. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, so, do, yeah, what so about it? So why? Let's see. Do we want to try and answer this collectively, or do we want to explain our individual Well, I mean, I can first? tell you what my usual answer to that question yeah. is, if that's helpful. Yeah. Um, I just feel like we do what many other people do. Unfortunately, I feel there's a whole culture of cheating, and that's, yeah. a, that's a whole thing. And, you know, side pieces and just, you know... We can, you know, look down our noses to like AshleyMadison.com, but it's a real thing, right? Yeah. And so I feel like the only stance we have, and unfortunately, like I do try to not be like, oh my God, we're so moral because that's bullshit. And even poly or open people cheat too. Like that's still a thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think basically what my answer is just like, we're doing what most other people either do or want to do. And we're just really honest and upfront about it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's just a matter of removing the whole fear of cheating or being cheated on chat upon chat <laughs> of, of being 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 like bechatted would yeah. you like to chat? being bechatten have been shut <laughs> well because that is i think the, where a lot of anxiety in relationships yes comes oh yeah from. exactly mm-hmm. i mean i know personally in my last relationship i like had a big problem with just like well do i really even love her if i am thinking about fucking other people Yes, and, yes, uh, you do. And uh, yeah. this is a visual <laughs> well, treat that the well, listeners <laughs> the listeners aren't getting is that Brandon is rolling his eyes because he knows my ex. Like straight so out of my head. They hate, yeah. I actually almost kind of wish I could meet her just to understand more fully. No. I don't, they hate, but... I don't hate her. She was just a lot and not in a good yeah. way. 
you're know. doing my voice. <laughs> yeah. I feel hey, like I'm laughing in a fun way mostly. I hope, at least. I hope. Yeah. Oh, wait. I just figured out what this voice is. This is Eddie Redmayne in Jupiter Ascending. Yes. Yes. Yeah, me live. I create live. Wow. The <laughs> amount of, uh, like, whew, every single thing on, on my... Uh, my audio mixer just went into the red. We all tried to move away. We did we try. We all backed up because we, we knew you, you could move sing. Away. We did, but you're all you're all variations on like Cuban and Italian. It was already <laughs> gone. It was super people. fucking loud. Yes, we yes. are. We're the greasy loud people. Whereas I'm the, the whispery, whispery little wasp. Oh, you are, you are wasp. Mm. Oh, I'm a horse wasp. So then, actually, Tracy, you mm. you mentioned something that I think is a, a, a not like I don't want to like presume things i'm trying to do this in like a journalistic way but you mentioned saying well no because like listen i was interviewing open relationships in afghanistan don't <laughs> fuck with me we'll do it live it's going no. in time we'll magazine. do other people time. live no but i'm saying like this is this is your relationship and we're like asking you yeah. about this so i don't like i you know i don't want to like assume facts not we're attention whores so don't worry yeah we Absolutely. came on the podcast to talk about what we do That's with our fine. genitals we're whores of all kinds of well i was gonna say do you, do you so. think then this particularly for you guys, or if you've been in other open relationships before, does it actually, in a way, help with communication? Because you were saying, oh, people in poly can cheat. And in my head, I'm like, oh, well, that means that, what, they weren't communicating, they weren't saying who they were with? Exactly, yeah. Or whatever cheating, in my mind, that just means breaking whatever the rules that you set up are. And, you know, it's interesting. So uh, we we are not necessarily super into the whole um, BDSM or kink scene, but they have actually done studies showing that people who are in BDSM relationships actually have better emotional skills because they have to literally negotiate you know have to say like i'm okay with this this and this i'm not okay with this this and this Mm -hmm. i know it's often a joke like oh safety words but really safety words and you know like and just consent being like the driving factor yeah and and so for me i think that that absolutely because we have to sit down and talk about these things and you know it is for us like and i think this is i don't know for other people but at least for us it's a constantly evolving thing Mm -hmm. and and not necessarily we don't we're not too big on like huge rules or whatever but we do always want to check in with each other and Sometimes what's normally okay isn't, you know what I mean? And like we, it's always a thing that's kind of evolving and we have to talk and check in more. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now we're actually taking a little bit of a break because Mm -hmm. we feel like we need to refocus on each Mm -hmm. other. So that's a thing that we, you know, Mm -hmm. we understand that it's not just, it's not just, hey, you know, wild P and V party with everybody. (laughs) It's, it's, uh, we gotta, you know, it's, it's like the early days of UFC, you know, there was a lot of discussion about the rules. You know, <laughs> you're like, yeah, for sure. When you started well, that also, sentence, I was like, I, I don't know how this is going to end. And I am fascinated to see where I mean, it goes. Well, and also, I have, um, he's uh, said things to me like uh, that uh, I, he often ends up in the same state after we hang out as he will after a sumo practice. And I was like, what? Because well, I, I would get mean, these scratches on my yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, it is. That, like, like, we're a little into the, the, the rough stuff. So, well, yeah. in that case, then, which, which, which of the two of you is the heel? <laughs> Probably means. you're doing pro wrestling, mm. not sumo, but I dig Heel. it anyway. Hmm. Yeah. It's it's all it's all muscle boys slapping together. If I'm really true. drunk, probably me. So I'm like <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a fun dom. I'm like throwing up against the wall over and over again. It's not hot. It's just domestic violence, basically. If I'm <laughs> well, <laughs> I was gonna say. Well, also like in terms of focusing on yourself again. I actually haven't seen you guys since you got engaged. Congratulations! Oh, yeah. Thank Congratulations. you. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is that's another also, thing. That's like another you thing. can be engaged and like, still be open. Yes, absolutely. And. uh 
congrats on making it fully official with the postcard for oh, you yeah. guys. Oh, thank oh. you. I was very excited when I got that in the mail. Yes. Um, you know, it's interesting. One of the things that I, because I actually have participated in open relationships, but hadn't had one of my own until this relationship. Yeah. And one what, of the what, things, do you, what, do you, what do you mean? Oh, so what I mean is I would be the, uh, if you want to get, the terms are always kind of weird, but a non-primary partner. Oh, I see. Got so I, meaning I, that I, I have like not. I like when you call it a guest star. Like you get your guest own little, star. You're your the own guest little star. title card. Yes. Yeah. Especially sexually being the guest star is pretty awesome because yeah. the other two people will often just totally focus on you and you're just like orgasms um but Plus, if you uh, get more than five lines you get residuals you see exactly yes um you know no headshots all that i have no idea anyway no um <laughs> but it's interesting so i had participated in other people's open relationships and one of them uh was with a friend who be actually got engaged and pretty shortly thereafter they opened up their um uh, relationship and that was very interesting to me at the time because i thought Oh, how romantic. You know what I mean? <laughs> but now I completely get it. The more you are locking it down, whatever that means. Like, we pretty much didn't really yeah, physically didn't open it up until we moved open. in together. Right, yes. So, we, well, we've always had a, a level of openness. We've always chatted with other people and or sexted. Yes. Been pretty uh, permissions to do all sorts of that stuff. Yeah. But in terms of, yeah, in terms of actually permissions to really um, go forth. And we start and... really tossing the dick around. Why? No one She's no. talking very seriously about this. <laughs> but, um, no, like, I, that, and, and I know that it seems so counterintuitive. Like, you know, how romantic go and then we're doing other people. But it really, for me, it is because the more you've locked it down, the more you don't have to fear about, you know, you don't have to fear about them leaving you for the other person. That's the main scary thing. Right. You're like, is this, are sure. they going to like someone, fucking someone else better? Are they going to leave me? But the more you've locked it down, it's more like, well, now I don't have to worry about, like, you're probably going to fuck someone else, but you're going to come back to me. And that's exactly what matters to me. So. And also, like, like Teresa and I are very, like, sybaritic. We're very hedonistic. Oh, like, yes. We, sure. Yes. Like, we just enjoy pleasures, sensual pleasures. Yep. And it's like... Excuse me, What? What pleasures? Pleasures. That's that's how it's pronounced in in this house. Pleasures. It's a callback to a play that you that we all did. None of you have seen. Maybe two of you. It's on Vimeo. But but I mean, it's it's interesting because like taking away that dimension of sex that it's like no, it's only something that we do with each other. Uh, in one know, specific way obviously. while crying yes, yes. you know <laughs> while crying uh, yes uh, yeah but it's like now we can sort of that. we can sort of <laughs> share the joy of sex the book and the literal joy of sex together in the same way that Actually, you share the joy of eating you know because it's like the joy of sex and there's a book called the joy of cooking like that's really like honestly if you could like if we had to just like draw like make an oil painting of our lives yeah. it would probably be like the two of us on like a very large like last supper size kitchen table like with like eating a steak while like other people fucking us yes yeah and it was just like we are we're just very like honestly we were just very pleasure seeking and the fact that like I think a big important important factor though is also that we're really not really jealous people. So yes, cuz like the sure. idea of him like uh you know it's the idea of him like going and having sex with someone else like awesome like you're feeling pleasure like that's great, you know. Um I actually do get a little jealous like if any other woman probably cooked him steak that might be a problem. That yeah, actually. that's that's one but thing she gets That's an Italian thing. Yes, we all have I would our be boundaries. like, I'm, "Excuse me, you yeah. do what?" You fuck him all you want, but you do not. <laughs> you fuck him all you want, but the only sauce he's gonna taste is the one I make. Thank you. Yes, thank you. You understand. I do. So yeah, that's Ain't a nobody little... else making marinara sauce. Get on that sauce. that mm-hmm. GPS, that good pussy sauce. You oh know what I'm God. saying? No, no, stop. It never. It hasn't worked any other time. <laughs> yeah, no, it really. Hasn't. Like, so listen, I guess relationships kinda... take work. <laughs> so do jokes, apparently. We're um, negotiating oh. this one, and it's off the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, obviously, it goes back to 
fucking all that the different love languages that everybody likes to pretend don't exist that there's like sexual love and romantic love and emotional love those, and they're not those all are exclusive like, like, when i learned about that that was a game changer just to be I able to, I need understand to look into that. this tell me more about it i don't really yeah there's like I, some somebody wrote yeah be our computer specific, Brenda. Be our yeah, it's I an academic it. like some academic just defined like all the different the ways specific that pe- love languages okay there, there's like sexual love emotional love romantic love and like friendly love there's like I think. oh okay. i thought because hmm. i thought about the the ways people express love like gift giving well yeah, that's, that's what i'm finding that's what i was thinking <laughs> oh, okay. so yeah words of affirmation quality time receiving gifts acts of service and physical yeah. touch <laughs> you physical. win one physical touch physical. and Sorry, a new casio so like, keyboard <laughs> there's the eight the eight different types of love it's like an ancient greek thing Oh, it, it goes really oh, like far Eros back. It's like a philosophy and... thing. Yeah. Okay, I got you. So there's like the sexual love, the mm-hmm. uh, yeah, erotic agape, love. Agape, right? There's agape yeah. is the friendship one, the platonic I know. one. Eros and agape. Thank you, Yuri on Ice. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's eros, which is erotic <laughs> love. Filio, which is a, affectionate love. Uh, storge, which is familiar let, love. Let me read that. Ludus. <laughs> it's S-T-O-R-G-E. Storge? Storge. Look, I didn't take Latin. Uh, familiar love, Ludus, which is playful love, mania, which is obsessive love, pragma, or enduring love. And there's WrestleMania. Felucia, mm. or self-love. I love WrestleFelucia oh, 20. That. And Agape, or selfless love. There's Lobster Mania. Felucia. Right? They're the different, they're just like the different types Toyota-thon. of love. There's like a difference between, you can have both, and they're not mutually exclusive, nor yes. do they so have to be yes, tied agreed. together. So you're saying his love is a celebration. Yes. <laughs> what? Don't worry about it. You missed me. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Don't worry about it. (sighs) Brandon and I have our own little emotional uh, open relationship that you all get to be guest stars in. It's weirdly aggressive. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's a little competitive because they each need to have stars in it. Is the thing. You yeah. guys are the only stars. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's the no only star. There's no room for three or four ways here. It's whenever, just the, uh, whenever we're exhibitionists. Whenever yeah, a you might third let person watch. Whenever yeah. a third person comes in with a better joke, they just get mad. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it hurts because yeah. it's true. <laughs> Daddy, but uh, Brandon, are you just sitting yeah. here in your little white boy wasp world? No, I'm just listening. I'm just listening. This is all fascinating. Like, oh, well, so one of the reasons I wanted to be in an open relationship was just because monogamy was something I really struggled with in my last relationship. Because, sure. uh, you know, my my ex and I, like, we started dating, like, right at the end of my freshman year of college. Mm-mm. Sure. Mm-mm. So, and then because she was my first ever serious girlfriend, like, we got, like, super, like, entwined with each other way too quickly before either of us knew who the hell we were. Codependence is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, like, we moved in together. It's my like, favorite dependence. Yes. Oh, me too. Uh, it's, it, I like Oh. <laughs> Baseball, I mean, you're usually there's an alcoholic and a codependent there, so yeah. good connection. <laughs> yeah, this was, uh, we were addicted to, um, we were, drama? yes, yes. Drama hall. Uh, yeah, drama holics. Yeah, that's a real thing. Uh, Absolutely. And just like, we moved in together before we'd even been dating an entire year. Oof. And so like my sophomore year of college came and I was like, oh shit, my entire adolescence is happening and I can't explore it properly. So, you know, like I, and I would, and also the background there is that like when I was, you know, we grew up like the, you know, when the, when chatting online and social media, I mean like the very, very primordial beginnings of social media were a thing. And so like 
like Bef- aim. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so God. like when I was in high school, like the majority of of my sexual experiences with women before I ever even got my peener touched was like via you know cyber sex on AIM and uh, Windows uh, Instant Messenger, yep, MSN Messenger, yeah, and oh my God. and uh, and so like. I was so used to. Do you get any any of that ICQ pussy? Uh, <laughs> you know, I would get. I would have to type in those numbers, and it would just yeah. get. Yeah. Um, Answered a lot of ASL. I know. Yeah. I just that. I'm sorry. Um, but so so like I was just so used to like always going online to flirt with people, even sure. after I got in this relationship, and that. You know, at first I tried to hide it from her, and then of course that never worked. So that really like broke the trust between us, and. You know, because we didn't want to look for apartments by ourselves, we like forced this relationship to work for years. I kind of um, feel like you guys eventually she was started also this cray. Is... Hmm? Yeah, that's she true. She was also cray. Well, there is that. She was also like, I think, an inherently <laughs> jealous person, which probably didn't yes. help. Well, I think that <laughs> like I mean, the this first... might be jumping the gun on what you're going for. And sorry if I'm pushing, you know, your story too fast. But I think that what eventually happened is that you guys did the thing where you open the yeah. relationship to solve a problem, to which fix it. unfortunately, I personally, and it's my personal opinion, that that's never going to work. No, you know? yeah. it should no. never be. I mean, like I a, turned it into a joke a... in my act for a while. I said, yeah. like, my girlfriend and I are polyamorous, which is Latin for about to break up. You know, and, yeah, like and, I don't, I don't, I think especially if there is like, I think that what that should be for most people should be like a time of realization and being like, hey, I'm yeah. really struggling to be monogamous. And that means that maybe I shouldn't continue to keep trying to do something yeah. that I'm not good at. And, you and, know, and by that time, though, like we were already living in New York and I didn't want to find a new apartment by myself. The, yes, like, the, the uh, penitentiary known it as took New me, York. Yes. It took me moving to Los Angeles <laughs> by myself to finally be like, I can escape. But then here's the real problem is that within months of you guys breaking up, we got together. That's so true. actually I wanted I remember saying this early on. I remember saying like, I kind of wish I could just let you go for a little while and just like fuck whoever you want. Because like you didn't have that phase, really. But emotionally, that's not how I play. Yeah, like, I, sure. I even said like he always wants like, you you seem like a guy who like wants a partner you want a, yeah. a relationship so i think that that's one of the things that makes me really happy that i can sort of give you that that you can go yeah. and and also that, that you understood and... that for because like when oh we god first... me in college my god no but but so when we first got together when we first got together like i was like oh no i gotta make sure i don't commit the same mistakes again because it's so easy to fall into the pattern of making the same mistakes yep. over oh, yeah. and over. I can absolutely over. attest to that. And yes. under and on top of. <laughs> and between Especially, and on her back side, when she's not looking. Side. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, um, but, uh, but I was like, you know, I like this girl. I don't want to like make the same mistakes. And I think she might actually be okay if I'm honest with her. And just, just for mm. clarification, you guys have been together for how long? Oh, three just years. over three years. Just, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of the reasons why I finally popped the question. Because it was like, you know what? Three years. Some people get engaged in normal time frames. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys have been together like. We will be getting married on our 10 year anniversary. Yeah, it come will on. Be? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> but you guys made it past the seven year itch though. That's a big deal. That's like a real actual thing. Yeah. Oh shit! Sorry, sorry, sorry. Can we can we pause? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Uh, My ex and I didn't make it past the the seven year itch. Well, I feel like that's a real thing. If you look at divorce rates, a lot of times they're right around the point where the couple's been together seven years. It's a real actual thing, not just like a funny like Marilyn Monroe movie from back in the day. So that's 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 actually really cool. You guys made it off like made it like a really big thing. So yeah, we we made it past the seven year itch phase. We made it past the Glengarry Glen Ross phase. Um, That's good to know. We, we made it past the past the Sullivan's travels phase. Oh, up, coming up next is the Die Hard phase. Oh, dude, I am so psyched for the Die Hard phase. I Just make fists with your feet. 
I've never actually seen Die Hard. You never. Oh, well, that's the, I you only hadn't saw. Until recently. Yeah, I hadn't yeah, until, you hadn't until recently. Sorry. Yes, because I'm my dick about it. <laughs> He didn't shut up about it though for a long time. It's it was weird. a Most good of the time movie. he dislikes things at least a little bit or has something critical to say, but then when he loves it, he just won't shut up. Yes. See, this is an, this is one thing between. Can you guys us have one that... That about? Can you just have him on actually to talk about Die Hard, please? Yeah, we're probably gonna have him on yeah, solo please. eventually. <laughs> you probably should just so that you. It's, it's, it's an eventuality at this point. Babe, it. is it okay no. if I hang out with this podcast by myself? Yes, you can, baby. Oh That's okay. totally fine I'm by sorry. me. Sorry, if we have anybody on about Die Hard, it's probably gonna have to be my friend Marcus. There you go. You Dad, and Marcus. We just we just negotiated boundaries in front of you. We were demonstrating the you relationship in action. You and Marcus. No, I'm not interested. You and Marcus. Yes. I haven't watched any of the sequels um, yet. Oh, there it is. I've only seen three. I said to look at some notes I took for myself oh. two years ago to oh. look up the book that I was trying to remember. Oh, I thought you were you like <laughs> took notes about open relationships. No, well, a little bit actually. Okay. Um, I went to this talk two years ago now, uh, December 2015, um, called Ooh. the F Word event, and it was a it's like a feminism thing. And there was this woman who came and talked, uh, Robin Rinaldi, hmm. and she wrote this fascinating book, which I picked up and then have never actually gotten around to reading but um it's called the wild oats project she refers to herself as a feminist ninja um (laughs) and she had all these rules i actually have them all written down all her like rules for feminism but what the book was about was that in her like late 40s she decided she like needed to explore and she negotiated with her husband of like 20 years to have an open relationship she spent like two years just like having an open relationship and like doing all these things she put it in development (laughs) yeah there you go well i mean she because i mean it was a thing that she just needed to explore and i think they are still open but she like went like very very deep into exploring it for like two years and then she basically she wrote a book about like her experience and like all the things that she learned that were like not what she thought about relationships out of doing it and Mm. like what she learned about herself and what she learned about like taking her own power and like and it's like a really cool like she gave this like amazing talk about it. And I couldn't remember her name, so I had to go look it up in the notes I took two years ago. What was her name again? My crazy ass journal, Robin Rinaldi. Robin and the Rinaldi. book is The Wild Oats Project. I'll put a link to it in the the thing. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, she referred to herself as a a feminist ninja, and her her rules of being a feminist ninja were one, all levels of equality are important. Two, free choice trumps dogma. Three, the truly free are free to fuck up. Four, Four never reveal the Wu-Tang secret. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh my God. Four, work towards fairness, but do not expect, wait, or hope for fairness. Five, always come back for round two, don't shut up. Six, mm. inoculars, inoculate yourself against slut, whore, skank, ugly, fat, old, selfish, and stupid because they're coded languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven, the magic bullet is feminism plus feminine energy. And a feminist, a feminist ninja can utilize any feminine energy alive within her. Oh, and, and eight is if this is your first time as a feminist, you have to and, fight. Yeah, feel out your own <laughs> feminine energy, marry it to your feminism, and make your own rules. Magic bullet, also wonderful vibrator. Yeah, true. Very true. But yeah, also it was a, a really, really cool talk. Blender. It was a really cool talk. I know. For the for the wedding registry, people are like, just get somebody to get you a magic bullet. <laughs> Somebody like, told me that. You're like, wait, which one? Well, what, <laughs> we were talking about kitchen stuff, so in context. They really sense. should combine the two. I feel like you should be able to yeah, get blend off. yourself I don't drink. want those blades. No, yeah, no. No, no. You blend put, yourself a drink. No, the blender, then, the, the blender is the motor base that provides the, the vibration, and then you just have the extension on the lid. You know, That so you, seems incredibly violent. Yeah, that's still blades <laughs> much too big. close. Yeah, yeah, they're big. We, yeah I was, I, we were talking about our registry, and I thought that we should just put one thing on there that's incredibly expensive like an eleven thousand dollar microwave just to see if anyone was gonna buy it but then she was like no your mom would buy it oh no yeah and then my other thought was okay then let's just put uh as one of the items eighty five thousand dollars 
just just the money by itself. A lot of people do a lot of, uh, you know, kind of like crowdfunding weddings being like, don't get us a gift, crowdfund our um, uh, honeymoon. Honeymoon And and if you are living with a safety pin, yeah. It's actually not a terrible idea. Crowdfund yeah. our bills, we're please. Thinking, yeah. yeah, we're thinking about doing that yeah. um, to like ask for money. Because like, a lot of times, and this is the thing, I don't know if you're going to end up running into this, but one of the things mm. my mother was very frustrated with was she was like, oh, you're not having a traditional wedding. Like, you're not having a shower <laughs> and this stuff. And I'm like, well, we already live together. Like, normally you have a shower because you're moving in together and you're starting right. a home together and you're starting a house. I'm like, I already have too much shit in this kitchen. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I really want, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I... Oh, yeah, we both really we're like kitchen for gadgets. Love, but, like, Me too. The, especially I'm eyeing your KitchenAid mixer. I want to register for so many attachments. Oh. Attachments. <laughs> I know. I want to register for <laughs> attachments. Okay, but we still haven't used the sausage maker I got. Okay, that doesn't I mean you don't need sausage. More. Casings. Okay. okay. Well, I'm gonna get Do any there. of you know a good butcher? <laughs> There's actually a pretty good meat place across the street here. They also There's have a, a they also have a baker a and a candlestick maker. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there is a butcher across the street here. Um there is a butcher right I don't remember what it's called. Right by but, the gas station, I know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, Gotta I want attachments. Like really, I think what we're gonna sausage. what we're gonna end up doing is like using it for kitchen stuff particularly to like the fact that all of our plates are like Hercules plates that you can't put in the microwave yeah, from mcdonald's yeah. oh the plasticky mm-hmm. ones yeah we yeah those. so yeah. i'm like i should probably get like adult plates yeah. i just i don't know like i don't know if we actually like, want mostly. them but, like come on a monogram towel wouldn't kill you would it kill you i have monogram towels. monogram towels that you already have but they're my dad's oh okay <laughs> well hey that's a cool thing to inherit right yeah. haunted towels oh he no he, he, he <laughs> wouldn't have worn them anyway really my dad was one of those oh, guys God. where like once he was in bed and the clothes were off if he had to get up for any reason Clothes weren't coming it back It was his on. house. He didn't care. Yeah. He, he would have, he He's going to walk around in naked. Yeah, he fine. would walk around the house sometimes just going, I got a big dick. I got oh a big God. dick. <laughs> um, and one one time, I, our house that had one. explains so that much. I know, right? Very interesting. Um, we had in our, uh, in my mom's house, we had one of those like security systems where if there was any movement downstairs or if a door opened, it'd go. Or beep, if beep, a dick swang. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, or, or if a dick swang. Obviously, yeah, um, swinging. And like sometimes the dog could set it off just walking around or whatever. So one night, it's over the summer, I go down into our pantry, which is actually about the size of our kitchen here. It was yeah. a walk-in pantry. But it was it was right next to the door that they came in all the time. Yeah. And it was like, like two, the side door. It was like 2:30 mm-hmm. in the morning. I was getting like some crackers or something. Yeah, is, then, it, is there background that the audience understands that like growing up you were like Hunger Games rich? Um I don't know. I I wouldn't say Hunger Which Games side of the rich. I the rich <laughs> yeah. side. I'd say we're like capital. They're not like Hunger Games rich. It was a very nice house though. It was okay. it was a beautiful right. house. Yeah. Um it we, was a beautiful we were house. like we were like mid-level best-selling author rich all right um but uh so i'm in i'm in the this is connecticut right to me that explains a lot no, no i'm from carolina. connecticut that's from north carolina. oh okay so yeah, when i think of north carolina okay I'm i know everybody thinks of connecticut and they're connecticut like oh, rich, rich i would understand no because that's like all down rich, would you say? i don't know what connecticut rich is because i'm from really? just outside of hartford where it's okay. super middle class and all we have is parking lots and trees <laughs> um so so you're in the middle of the night yeah i mean i'm in there at like 2 30 in the morning and i'm like my back's to the door and suddenly i just hear someone go hey I turn around, and there's my dad standing in the doorway, just, like, silhouetted by the hall light. <laughs> Bare-ass naked. And, he, and he's, like... And his dad was a big dude. He was, yeah. like... He's, like, six he foot was, three. Yeah. He was, like, 250. Um, yeah. Just standing there. And he's, like, hey, did you just come in? I'm like, no, 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 I just come down. He's, like, all right. 
<laughs> just, left, <laughs> just what left? Just the no, naked dad security the, system. The, be- the best one. He though, sounds like the, a character. I like the it. best one though is um I had a I had my own bathroom in my in my bedroom. Okay. So when I would take a shower, sounds I would more existential than that is I. that is true. <laughs> um, when I would take a shower in the morning, I just leave the door open to the main bedroom so sure. the window wouldn't fall well, the and stuff steam, like that. Yeah. And my dad would often before school just come like knock on the door, make sure I was up. And so I'm in the shower, and suddenly I hear a knock on my door, and he would knock and then just open it. And also uh, our, our doors... The dad special. And he our, clearly has uh, great boundaries. Yep. And our <laughs> doors also, uh, you could lock them from the inside, but on the outside there was just a little catch. So you uh, just yeah, go, there's a little like emergency switch. Um, and so I'm in the... Defeating the purpose of locks. Yeah. So, so I'm in the shower, and then I hear my dad go, Hey, be up. And I, I'm like, yeah, dad, I'm in the shower. And he goes, yeah, but are you up? Like, oh no! Yeah. Hey, hey B, yeah, did I tell you that I got a big dick? That yeah. I mean, when you're saying this, explains so much about da- uh, Brandon. It kind of does. His dad was a very big uh, practical joker, mm-hmm. and like one of the fucking favorite running jokes they had is they had this, and then we'll stop talking about Brandon's dad. But they had this weird, like, <laughs> arranged like floral arrangement thing that had like a chicken in it in on their table because it was like a French like country. I think style. it was a rooster. It was a rooster. Okay. Yeah, anyway, that's it was a, that's a rooster. A it's like a French that's French a, country that's a decoration thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, and and. His dad got on it, and because he had two teenage boys, they also got on it um, to just start referring to it as the cock in the bush. And his mom <laughs> got so mad, she basically, like, got left rid dinner. of it. She, like, left dinner. Because they just kept being oh. like, hey, can you pass me that? It's on the other side of the cock in the bush. Like, <laughs> hey, look at the cock in the bush. Wow, you grew up in a fraternity. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But my dad also used the term uh, once about my mom. He said, uh-oh, there goes the PMS bomb. Oh, God. So, like, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't all it super was a on mixed the level. Bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, back to fucking other so people. So, that's not a relationship so. that you... That's not a relationship goal, referring no. to... No, you, you don't, you don't want to pattern after my parents for, like, a number of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about cars. I, I don't. <laughs> Well, I, I unless, know that, I know that cars was better to than just cars walk around too. singing about your big dick. Then yeah. go for it, guys. I could that could maybe become my big thing. I don't yeah. know. You know. I, we could harmonize about it. We yeah, could we, write probably a song about we probably would. We probably would do something dick. like that. Yeah. That's like half of the song. new Run the Jewels album is just talking about both of their dicks. Nice. And it's yeah. great. It's so good. And you just sing that Primus song, but that's about lady parts. Oh, Winona's Big Brown Beaver? Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, Winona's got herself a big brown beaver, and she shows them off to all her friends. Or big I could, brown yeah. peener? Did you use the, you used the phrase peener earlier? He did use peener earlier. I don't know why. He's he's like, you're like a feminist, and and uh, you talked earlier about consent, but then he's like, GPS. Like, what are you today? <laughs> well, that's why he uses that voice, because that's, that's the my, other persona. That's my MRA. The uh, get out of Reddit. the gear voice. That's his voice. frat boy yeah, voice. Yeah, that's all right. You know what term I don't like? It's his Reddit voice. You know what I don't like beeger. beeger. I don't like beeger. beeger. This just, wants- it doesn't have a good mouth feel. HJ um, with lotion. Mm-hmm. Ra- this one comedian in New York, Ryan Gurian, uh, he uh, he once referred to it as the Beegis Philbin, and I liked that one. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. Well, well when, when I finish, it's called, it's, it's called it's called Spew Carry. Oh. Oh. There's a callback. Grateful Dead video. You saw the pebus. The people. Oh, <laughs> isn't that from Son of Zorn? Like many, I don't know. I've seen many vajibas and many have touched my pebus. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't. That is a funny thing about about um between the two of us is that uh how dirty do we want to get guys? Ex- th- th- this thing is the, the the show is marked explicit, and so we're just okay. gonna go ahead and call this the first episode of I think you'd be into it after dark. Ooh. Yeah. Pause for more if we're gonna leave. Drink more. I've been Pause for more. theme music. I think you'd be into it after dark. Your problematic faves just got a lot more erotic. <laughs> um, 
But like, I don't like getting head that much, and she really likes giving it, and that's uh, it's it's and it's. I have never been more mad at you. <laughs> yeah, no, this is one of his unrelatable I mean, it's, comedy it's, bits. It's, it's he talks about I, this, and the audience turns right against. Yeah, him. that's never true. Never been more yeah. furious at you right I, now. I tried, right I tried to him. do it in a bit, and it was just like most of the guys would have, in the audience would just immediately drop. Buh, out. I don't yep. like blowjobs. Buh. <laughs> Yep. I would do it exactly in that voice. Actually, before, I do my whole I Mitch McConnell. I before don't like Before we did jobs. open up our relationship, some of my skills were atrophying, you know? <laughs> like, I worked hard to develop those skills. You need to go back on the open dick circuit is what you were saying. I mean, I'm just saying, you know? Um, is, that, is that like the vaudeville circuit? <laughs> yeah. The chitlin circuit. The, chit- <laughs> the dicklin circuit. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, it, it's... <gasps> Beth, had just, Beth just got up and walked away. Yeah. Well, we but, finished the wine. Baby, you've got a really nice top, and I want to help refill it. That's going to be a new line I'm going to yeah, use with Teresa. I'm into it. But that is also an interesting thing about being she in She fills out her top just fine. Thank you. <laughs> Great tracks of land. Mm. <laughs> wow, it, t- it took a, a Holy Grail reference to crack up Beth finally. <laughs> But uh, but it that also is an interesting thing with being in an open relationship is that it 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 is it helps you not feel constrained to a particular sexual style or chemistry I guess sure yeah I think that's interesting and one point I always like again I don't think that you should ever be looking to external relationships to fix anything within yours but. I do think um, taking a management thing and bringing it to uh, sex life, I think you can Always still... be coming? Well, that would be nice. But also um, uh, hired to your weaknesses a little bit. And so I think you can still do that. And when what you're like, so then you're just like, okay, well, I'll just get these guys who are really, really into like deep throating and shit like that. And it's cool. And I can keep my skills up. And I actually, well, I really like it is my thing. You know? And then I take the skills that I've learned from her and yeah. then I can bring it, you know, on the road and like... <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't really know very much about how to give a good spanking before we started mm-hmm. dating, and and oh my god, now... we took him, we took him to a beginner BDSM night. I want to know all about this. Yes, oh, let's yeah. tell you all about it. It's called uh, Threshold. Threshold is the club. It's a uh, it's a big uh... Thresh H O L E D. Yes. Yeah, okay. and it's down by uh, it's like a converted warehouse down by LAX. Not surprising, I suppose. Uh, I don't but... want I don't <laughs> want sex anywhere near LAX. There's no sex. That's, oh, okay. That's the and actually I have a well I have at a that particular event because it was night, mem- a lot of times member they only time. have sex at members only events. Oh. So this was like a, a this newcomers. This is specifically a BDSM night, and yeah. so and actually I have a real pet peeve about this, and I have some stuff in my stand up about this because I'm like, if you're just gonna like, why would you do all these? In my opinion, like a lot of BDSM stuff is like for foreplay things. And yeah. then that, but then they don't fuck each other. So it's not really my scene personally. Um, Cause I like the combination of like maybe a little pain and pleasure, you know, or like maybe exploring the line, but not just like, Hey, beat me up. I remember like, I remember one at that night, what there was like two people who just like, they spent like the whole time, which was like several hours, just tying the guy, yes. tying the woman yep. up in and this elaborate we, shibari harness. Yeah. And then they tied Japanese it up. Japanese rope tying. And then yep. they just untied it and left. Like, that was their yeah. whole thing. Yeah, so anyway, that's not my thing. But while we were there, they did, and this, this place is really nice and it's really inclusive and they want to really talk you through it. You know, this is, again, a, like a newbie night and everything. Sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, they have some really practical rules, like pants on in the kitchen. You know, it's a really, it's like a really nice place It's a really out. good kitchen Weirdly, at Threshold. We, we don't have that rule in our house. <laughs> well, you don't have to in your house. But if you had yeah, a bunch of people over for a sort of sexually themed party, you might want to ah, put that rule sure. in. You don't but want anyway. strange butts in your kitchen. <laughs> 
Sure. So there's this woman who's a very voluptuous ass, a very beautiful ass, and she volunteers herself. Uh, and because they gave a class at the beginning. yeah, like a spanking like, class. Okay. Yeah. So she volunteers herself, and so she is going. She sort of goes over. What would you call that thing? It's like the thing. It's like would... it's almost like a pommel horse. Like, yeah. I don't know what it's, it's like it's something called, you would throw like a. It's it's like specifically sort of something that you sit on to get spanking spanked. bench. Is that what it's called? I guess. I think that's anyway. We'll call it. The she bends over bench. some sort of thing on which to get spanked, and so she asks the for spank volunteers. Plank. Yeah, there spank you go. Plank. Yes. There you go. And if so. If that isn't the name, then that's what we're calling it. No, it is. Yeah. So um, a couple of volunteers go up and um, whatever. And so then Angel goes up. They and... ask for volunteers. And of course, yes. in my traditional save the show fashion, I volunteer. And uh, so he asks her. He's, he's like really nice. Like, is it okay if I, you know, you see that he asks for her consent, consent and all that. And then he fucking wallops her. <laughs> Like this I, huge hey, I found, you did. I found the tailbone first. Let's make sure that I hear Okay, you did steps. whatever the safety things are, but you, you gave her it? a huge wallop after Because that. she had already been warmed up by somebody okay. else. I didn't it think still she was a, a huge, hilarious wallop. And if you don't realize that it was hilarious, then you Fine. weren't really reading yeah, the room. No, it, no, yeah. Everybody <laughs> did laugh at how hard I Everybody was her. laughing. And then throughout the night, they'd be like, hey, it's the spanker guy. <laughs> But I actually really, one of the things I really like about, and I think it's very appropriate to this podcast, when Angel's into something, he needs to learn all about it. The fact that yes. he didn't just play this one Japanese song, he, or sorry, Korean song. He knows all about the group and the subgroup and their fashion choices and comments on the genre, right? Uh, I'm very much the same way. Exactly. So he has really gotten into it and really, like, learned a lot. And it's been really an awesome thing for us to explore, especially, you know, it's like, uh, let's see, I've been beaten with the Bible, Yes, uh, <laughs> I once we did a have cheese sort of, board. Yeah, we um, have. I've. I've had, we, we, was was okay, it so cheese. far? This is just like the Italian fucking checklist. <laughs> yep. Like yep. the Bible, <laughs> the cheese board, the spatula. I got, you got whipped oh by. Oh my god! A, you should totally beat me with the spatula. The spatula. That's a good idea. She's well, a good okay. Idea. So not I the wooden be, spoon though, because that's only for your children when they've yeah, done something oh wrong. God, no, that would hurt. I'm not. Well, I mean, I initiate sex by asking her, "You like the sauce?" Uh, the sauces are good. Yeah, that's how it um, but, uh, but I did... Hey, it's I the did... Pope. <laughs> the Pope is a coming. Um, I, uh... Hey, I it's a me, the Pope. The Pope. So nice. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we just like to quote the state at each other until we both oh, come. That's just how yeah, we have it. sex. Hey, 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 no, uh, that's uh, how you and Brandon... I want to dip my balls in it. <laughs> a friend of ours... Shitting on the dock of the bay. <laughs> And other great songs such porcupine, as Porcupine, 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 Racetrack, Porcupine, 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 <laughs> Racetrack, Porcupine, 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 Racetrack. What's those porcupines go? Yes, that was a deep cut. This is a threesome. That was a deep cut. I liked that one. It sounds adorable. <laughs> Por- porcupine Racetrack is the best sketch ever. I'll show it to you when we're done. Okay. okay. Yes, well, you should link to that on this. Um, I will. I, I'll please, put Porcupine Racetrack as the closing music. Yes, to this. thank you. Please but um, but I was proud of myself for like improvising a little bit of a of a of a sensation play moment mm-hmm. where i made her put on a sleep mask as a blindfold and then i literally like it was almost like a who's line game of props i just started like grabbing <laughs> things from around the room he's like i'll be right back stay with. but like things of different textures too so like i took like mm-hmm. a like a clean sock like so that way she would feel that something was coming but it'd be this very light you know ta- <laughs> and i would do that as like a palate cleanser like i would hit her with a book and then the sock and then and then you a know bush yeah right and an amuse yeah. bum <laughs> An, an amuse, an amuse, an amuse booty. Yes, yeah. amuse, amuse, amuse boot. That's the new term. But but um, I mean that's more specifically kink than open relationship. Yeah. But but I mean it is an extension of the open relationship <laughs> sort of psyche that we have. Where there's it's also just a like, big Venn diagram where there's a bunch of people who are into both. That's true. So it's one sure, thing. I think it's appropriate to discuss on this uh, podcast. Yeah, absolutely. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's, a, there's definitely yeah. overlap. 
It's like, oh, hey, yeah. you're throwing it into somebody that you're not dating. You might as well <laughs> fucking use a cheese grater on your balls. Like, you, uh, you, ooh. Oh. <laughs> no CBT. No. The, no, only, no. the only sex thing I've ever seen on the internet that mm. I immediately just had to turn off. Okay. This I don't remember good. where I saw it, but it was a video. It was these uh, very, like... This. Very like, I don't like to this. chibi uh, Sailor Mooney Japanese girls. Okay. Uh, okay. First shot. For, I, I got three cuts into this thing. First okay. shot was these these Japanese girls. You were reading the shooting script while you were watching. I, I was. I was. Um, it was part of my development. Scene. My development. You, you job. had it open in final draft. I did. First shot was these two girls going like ah and doing like the peace sign and stuff like that. Okay. Second shot was a uh, Tupperware full of goldfish. Oh boy, Third I shot I this one. was all the goldfish in a blender. And the girl pressed go, and then I was like, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Also, how is like, that I'd like sexual, to, really? Oh, I, go I was it informed was go what okay. happens next. It was going to go there. Okay. Yeah. One time, one time when I was studying. Oh, a... like gold. F- I thought, I was thinking like gold crackers. No. No, oh. like, no, like an like actual like live fish. I was how thinking like gold crackers. I was like, that just seems like a waste of goldfish. Yeah, just, what are you going to make for a that, crust? That video yeah, was just I'm called, like, what are you um, going to, like, bread some chicken with yeah, that shit? I mean, it would be great. I'd eat it. But. That, <laughs> that, that doesn't remind me of my favorite subgenre of weird YouTube videos is uh, watching, like, shitty American, like, sorority girls in Asia uh, eating, like, live octopuses or something oh and just being like, ew, ew. It's like, it's, it's so, it's, it's fucking you would just in, eat them. insane. Yeah, yeah, no, that was me when I studied shit. abroad in China. Yeah. It was like anytime there was something weird on the table at a restaurant, they would hand it to me. Like I was the only one who would willfully eat stinky tofu. Yeah. I feel like a whole. Your third favorite genre of uh, YouTube videos is when I find myself in Oh my God. Mother comes to me. It's people in other languages singing American songs, including his favorite YouTube video of all time, which is this like old Russian sailor singing Let It Be. Which, oh, I'm sure you have. Which in the last pilot I wrote, the opening sequence is based on that. Nice. (laughs) Like deep. Deep cut. <laughs> well, is there anything else you feel like we haven't covered that like you really want people to like know about the experience? Or we're taking calls now. Well, no, <laughs> because I we we can wrap it up. Or... Yeah, I, I I do have a yeah, question. Yeah, I, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think we didn't we didn't quite uh, lay it out. There is a difference between being in an open relationship and being in a poly relationship. Yes. correct. Yes. So we're not looking to date anybody. Else. Sure. We're just hooking up. I feel with like people. it's a really weird line, and and because sure. actually one of the things I've discovered recently for myself. Mm-hmm. So um, we got engaged recently, as you sure. know, and um, so I uh, there's a friend who I uh, hook up with who I'm not connected to on social media because uh, okay. you know, we're social media whores. We were like, oh, look, we're engaged on Facebook because we're those oh, people, yeah. right? Sure. And so uh, he had texted me to say, you know, hey, what's going on? And so I send him a picture of my ring and I say, look what I got, right? And he says, congratulations. Would you like to celebrate with some really hot sex? And like, that's funny and appropriate. Like, that's awesome, right? Like, cool. Yeah. Sure. And then, so we get together and like, he didn't even ask me about it. And like, I thought that was kind of weird. So I'm curious as to actually where I stand on this because like, I don't want to tell anyone else I love them and I don't want like, you know, yeah, all the other like ha- relationships, holding together relationships are definitely difficult, yes. you know? Yeah, so, that sounds fucking oh, exhausting. Yeah. So like multiple actual super relationships, but like, for me, I've actually been joking that one of my, uh, one of the, the friend I mentioned who got engaged and then opened up his relationship, mm-hmm. I've been joking that he maybe ruined me because <laughs> he actually does consider himself poly and 
he's just one of like the best friends I've ever had in my life, regardless. And like, sure. you know, regardless yeah. of us hooking up and continuing since then. Um, and I don't expect that from other people. Like he was there at this moving day I had from hell, 12 hours. He was there to take me to the U-Haul and drop it off at the end of the night. My sure. roommate at the time tried to like, uh, she like punched me. And it was this whole thing with this dishwasher, this whole oh, crazy geez. day, right? Whoa. He was there from the start to finish. At the time, my boyfriend at the time, uh, not Angel, had uh, only lasted about six hours of it. You know, so he's like this super good friend. Yeah. And so I think I joke in some ways that he's ruined me. But like, I feel like to me, I want like kind of a level because here's the thing, like I can either go on Tinder or I'm actually old school. I can just go to a bar and put some lipstick on and smile at someone and fuck them right there. It's not a big deal. You know, sure. like I can get laid really easily. It's never been a problem for me. But if I I feel like there's like an interesting midway that I'm trying to find. So mm -hmm. like actual friends, actual benefits or as one guy said, and he actually turned out to be a super creep, but I did like this theory. He said, he's like, listen, just because I want you to sit in my face doesn't mean I also don't want to know how your day was. You know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah. like, I don't want it to be this thing. And like, actually, I think like your favorite experiences are with people who you're really into and share common interests with too. Yeah. Right? I, uh, I finally got to, uh, like hook up with somebody that I had had a crush on yes, since freshman year. Yes, tell them that story. Of... Tell them the story. Oh, oh. So, so somebody that I've been friends with since my freshman year of high school, of college, that would be a long Tell them the time. meeting story, though. The meeting story. Oh, yeah. So we had always had an interesting chemistry because, like, the first time we had ever met was at a karaoke night where I was singing You've Lost That Love and Feeling by the Righteous Brothers. And it gets to the uh, breakdown where it's like, <laughs> baby, baby, I get down on my knees for you. And I was singing it by myself. And then this girl, she comes up, takes a second microphone, and then comes in with the, if you would only love me like you used to do. And then we finished the whole song hitting the harmonies. <laughs> and it was just like, a, and it was like, uh, it was a, it was an intense moment, and and then we ended up being in the slam poetry group at Dartmouth together. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I need a moment to sit with the slam poetry group yeah. at Dartmouth. You, know, you you laugh. I was in the slam poetry group at Perches, and it's how I met Drew. Yep. Oh, I that doesn't surprise me that I we could had do one. some of my slam poetry for you guys, but I never was in a group, so maybe that's cooler. Listen, well, slam, po I, I, me, slam okay. poetry. Slam poetry is what you do before you realize that comedy is a thing. Th like, this this was like like, like legit like the 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 piece I worked the hardest on. Um, it went, uh, kick, punch, it's all in the mind. Oh, okay. If you're gonna test me, uh, I'm sure no. you'll find the things I'll teach no. you. It's sure to beat no. you. Nevertheless, you'll get a lesson from teaching. We've now, reached kick. the point of the episode <laughs> that we come to every week where I start threatening to unplug Brandon's mm -hmm. microphone. <laughs> I, I do, I do have another question. Though. Yeah. Um. No, he didn't finish his story. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, so we had, um... You know, we've just been friends, like, ever since... Like, she was, like, a couple of years ahead of me at at school. And then, you know, we were just friends for the longest time. And then, uh, you know, after I was dating Teresa and then she was single, we just started sort of talking on... Fa We'd been talking on Facebook, like, just as friends. And I was always kind of flirty with her. Like, I made it very obvious that I was attracted to her. Local but, like, to L.A.? Or well, no, no not, not for the longest time after we both left school, like we were in different cities. And so, and so, but, but like, she always knew that I was into her, but she was like very much, you know, not into the, I mean, also like when I was with, like, even if we were like, when you were with your ex, yeah, oh, geez, sorry, take two. <laughs> uh, when I was with my ex, thank you. When I was with my ex, you know, she wasn't, even though we were technically open, like she wasn't feeling that. So I'm dating Teresa and then she's like, you know what? I'm going to be in LA cause she's actually like from California. Sure. And then it was just sort of like, do you want to do this? 
and uh, just get it out of our systems. <laughs> kinda. I mean, and I well, mean, this was also interesting cause also, too because also she was in, like, I mean, we've been like. Yeah, I made it clear that I was attracted to her, but I was never like a dick about it. I was sure. I didn't like like send her dick pics like every conversation. I wasn't just like want to <laughs> like like we were friends. Like we were sure. You know. And so she was like in a weird place emotionally where she had just gotten out of a relationship and like she literally was talking to her therapist about like she should have some like no strings attached sex. And so she was just like you know, you're probably the one person I can do this in an emotionally healthy way with, and I'm going to be in L.A. So, like, we were just like, let's actually make this happen. And Well, I think for me, too, this is interesting, because one of the things we haven't talked much about is how this actually works in terms of, like, logistics. That was going to be my next question, okay. is what are, what are the So what oftentimes are the we don't know any of the other people, you know, and they're just, sure. like, either their friends or whatever. In this case, though, uh, she ended up coming to, was it a comedy show you had, right? At Flappers. Yeah, so she came to a comedy show, and I'd heard a lot about her in a friend context and, 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 and otherwise as well, and so I got to meet her, and she's so nice and really awesome, so if anything, I was, So we like, all hung out. So yeah, I was, like, sure. drive her home. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was, like, if anything, that was really cool for me, and I and that's actually something I kind of want us to work on because what we often do is it'll be, like, either, since I'm not very busy right now... <coughs> I will work around his schedule. So if he's at improv classes, I'll hang out with someone or that sort of thing. But um, a lot of times we'll just have a yes, night. and get that dick. Yeah, girl. Um, but uh, there'll be a lot of nights, too, where he'll be like, hey, can I hang out with this person that night? And I'll be like, sure. And then I'll schedule. So that's kind of how we work it in our relationship. Not always. It isn't always like that. Sometimes scheduling is difficult. And actually, that's one of the things that's been difficult for us because we would like to also be swingers, theoretically. But it's been very difficult to schedule group sex. And I don't know. Yeah. Is that adulthood, I guess? We, like, yeah. <laughs> Like, can't find we, the time we, to get together and fuck other couple. people? <laughs> we have this one couple that we had been talking to. Because there's an app for that. It's called Field, if anyone's into it. F-E-E-L-D. Formerly Thrinder, but then Tinder came after them. So. I, I've heard about Thrinder. Well, we have met people but we through it. Well, we met, we met that couple on Tinder first. True, true. You did. And then we, we got into Field. But we did eventually but, get matched with them. But yeah, Field is what is... We did meet this couple, and they have a theory that I kind of liked. They're like, they don't want to be like pressure, you know, when you're first hanging out. Sure. So they're like, let's meet up, and then we're not going hook up afterward regardless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like... Sure. No pressure. See it. It's kind of like dinner. it's a good psycho screen. You know what I mean? In yeah. case anyone's creepy. Yeah. yeah. And we really liked them, and we just sort of those things were like, oh, scheduling became an issue. Yeah. And yeah, so actually, we've had like two couples where that happened because there was that yeah. other couple that we met up with at Grand Central Market. Oh, that's what I was thinking about. Oh, oh the, oh, the egg sluts. The other. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've still never been to egg sluts. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm Robert Eggslut. This is my <laughs> wife, Sandra Eggslut. I like it over nice. easy. Nice. <laughs> And this is our baby crackers. I'm easier than Sunday morning. <laughs> Beth was so <laughs> delighted by crackers. <laughs> it was. Hey, crackers, do you want to join in? I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, hurting my throat doing the crackers. Oh, my voice. God. Mm. But anyway, so yeah, that's a little. Does that answer your question on scheduling, sort of? Or uh, was that sort of what your, well, what your question was? My question was, was more like, what are the. What are the hard don'ts? The hard well, the hard it's don't different do for everybody. Yeah, well, well, yeah, well as, far as, as far as you guys are concerned. And and how do you how did you come to And you're welcome to share or not share. Yeah. We don't need to know what you're I mean, we are. know I mean the number one don't is like don't do anything without the other person's approval. Sure. And also like I think it's been an interesting experience though, because I think because especially because of Angel's past relationship dynamics, mm-hmm. I think he struggles a little bit sometimes to be fully honest with me. Yeah. 
Um, so it's, it's, it's an evolving, things... it's an evolving thing. Letting go of that old shame. Yeah. Cause I'm sure. just like, you know, like I just want, you know, like when we tell each other stuff, we just want you to tell me the things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I know that that's something that he struggles with and I understand. Um, but for us, I think, yeah, we always do like check in. Um, it's interesting. One of the things that's been tough for me is like, I always want to give him the same permissions he gives me. Cause like Angel kind of just doesn't really care. He's like, go do whatever. Like one night, uh, I did actually have an itch. Uh, I met someone at a bar actually, and I was very um, intoxicated and crossfaded. But I asked two of my friends, like, is this guy hot? And they said yes. And <laughs> and because I thought he had some swagger, he came up and he was like, is that your boyfriend? And I was like, yeah, who's asking? Huh? And um, so anyway, uh, and then. Um, Angel does tend to get very tired sometimes, especially at social settings. And I think it was also a Friday night and, you know, working all week, et cetera, introvert problems, right? So he actually ended up going home and going to sleep. And then we had an after party and the guy ends up being our neighbor, like the shortest walk of shame I've ever done in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so he ends up just coming over and we're like making out. And I'm like, oh man, Angel's asleep. This isn't cool. Cause I couldn't, I didn't want to wake him up to ask him. I actually thought it would piss you off more to wake you up to ask you. <laughs> yeah. Just, um, like, just let me <laughs> get cucked in peace. Get away from me. Um, so, so I uh, ended up just going over to this guy's house and we hooked up and I told him the next day and I felt really guilty because I hadn't asked but he like really I don't think you really cared so like yeah he doesn't really care and it's tough because sometimes I do care you know and like sure. I kind of but I think it's just one of those things where we just have to you know but I mean you're getting better about actually like saying like yes. no don't do that yeah uh, recently yeah recently when we started decided to like you know sort of close things off for a bit I was kind of like you know I'm kind of not comfortable with this so yeah I think it's all about you know just sort of reaching that point where you can you know sure flip flip the switch on and off you know <laughs> yeah fair enough does that answer your question Beth? it does it does well, thank you guys so much for uh, for coming on and, and uh, being so open about this. bearing your souls. <laughs> being and so other open parts. about being open. <laughs> well, we're all gonna fuck now, right? That's oh, how obviously. This, that's how this ends, yeah. right? Well, we're you guys are gonna play video games, so I'm sure you're gonna have like a mental. Off, so y'all are gonna have. We're like, gonna you, play you Titanfall. Two. They're gonna fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. All now right. we're talking. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it is like I said, it's a thing I think a lot of people are interested in, but kind of like afraid. So we're hoping we can provide a service and some information to people. We yes, might be into it. You we can be, be your you wizard into guides it. into the world of open relationships. <laughs> yeah, and hit us up if you my have staff any questions. Is a cock. We're always happy. I'm a to swinger, Harry. Like... <laughs> oh my god! Look, actually, so, there are a lot of people who look like Hagrid at kink meetups. I, so. uh, maybe. I oh could god. imagine. So actually, though, Teresa, that's a that's a good segue into at the end. You said like people can hit you yeah, up if they have questions. Yeah, we're happy to be ambassadors of our lifestyle, at least our version of it so yeah. if we can answer any questions or anything we're happy to so then yeah, yeah one of the things we do wrap up at the end is where can people find you online or on you know your comedian stuff if you want to share that and mm -hmm. yeah i'm i'm on twitter at angel m comedy and uh on instagram at angel marty castillo because angel m castillo was already taken marty with an i yes marty angel marty marty <laughs> you have to come back with me back for a beecher <laughs> No, why? No. Oh, gee, Doc. I was I was gonna go straight into the Morty voice. It's just like, oh, jeez. Hey, McFly. Why do you make like a tree and lick my ass? Oh my God. Oh, they're just scarring my life here. Oh, I, I think like that it. was. Uh, I think that's in one of those uh, special Trump tapes. Uh, anyway, uh, that's where you oh, can find Angel online. Uh, well, you know what? Well, Turns well, out the piss tape was just on Vimeo all uh, along. Who knew? Who did know? Oh, yeah. And if you guys want to find, else, is there anything else I should plug? Um, fucking. We just had a um, bunch of shows this week, but yeah. Oh, that's this true. Will be up, um, this May, will be up Monday. Be up, okay. Yeah. Uh, Monday. Next, so next month, week. I'll be doing uh, a show called the Almost Late Show at Second City. 
Okay. Uh, it's sort of a live late night show where I'll, it's like there's some sketch elements and some character it's elements. It's a really well produced show. I got to see it last night. Oh, yeah. yeah. You told me that. You're going to be playing Kevin Eubanks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm brushing up on my bass guitar skills. <laughs> yeah. You're a trip, man. Yeah. That's, that's Kevin Eubanks. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, and um, I think that's it for me right now. I'm going to be at Casey's downtown, which, and it's the closest thing to a, like a Boston style Irish pub that I've been to here. Oh, I've been. And they're the ones that <laughs> host this crazy block party where they close down a lot of DTLA for St. Patty's. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be at Casey's. Um, that's right next to JoJo's, right? <laughs> I believe so. Okay. Yeah. We and Affleck is also next door. Um, but no, uh, it's uh, right downtown and that's going to be Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so the I'm also, 19th. if you want to find me, I'm a Teresa Comedy. T H E R E S A Comedy. There's the a 19th. there's a comedy. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, anywhere. Hit me up. Yeah. Uh, my YouTube is, uh, is I've had it since I was in high school. It's a Common <laughs> Fighter, K A M E N F I G H. Wasn't that your email address still up until is. like a year ago? It still is. It still is. Oh. His email. It's it's based Way off. To tell everybody his email. It was based email off him. of my Reach first ever uh, pro wrestling <laughs> yeah. gimmick when I was in high school. I mean, I still have Brandon likes fish at mac dot com. So yeah. like. Yeah. Again, way I'm to tell everybody your email. I don't fucking need to care. That 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 story behind that, that email oh, is a actually, trash pile. Um, actually, uh, let me plug my uh, style blog. It's called Dapper and Woke. Right. It specifically uh, talks. It's like an activist style blog that talks about uh, fashion and style through the lens of uh, helping good causes or having um, you know politically liberal leaning goals. Sure. For like, anyone who uh, likes to dress in a masculine fashion. Yeah, that's true. Like I just had a big article about um, this plus sized fashion event that I went to at the. Plus bus and you uh, uh, you interviewed Janine Brito for that right? Yes, I did interview Janine Brito. She's I'm, the best. Yeah, uh, sounds like her name is Burrito. Her name should be Burrito. Her her um, her Instagram is J Nine Burrito. Good. Yes. I'm happy about that. Um, so it's uh, and then I'm, right now I'm in the middle of interviewing over email this uh, this sustainable tailor in South Africa. So I'm just doing a lot of uh, you know weird of uh, various stuff about dressing nice. Sure. In a way that helps the earth somehow. Cool. <laughs> Dapperandwoke.tumblr.com. I can be found at Hell Yes Brandon on all of the social meds. I also um, have just recently um, become a writer for this uh, sketch group called the Pinup Squirrels, um, who are like uh, seven or eight uh, delightful, hilarious ladies um, that I'm writing for now. So uh, we've got we've got a couple of shows coming up. Uh, over the next month or so. Wait, I, I so don't... you're the token male? I'm one of two oh, token dudes, oh. yeah. You, you guys aren't in the sketches, though. You're just no. writing. writing. Yeah, we're oh, just writing. Really yeah. Cool. Wow. Yeah, no, it's, it's so great. So you and, like, yield the space. That's, yeah. That's praxis as fuck. <laughs> I don't think... I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't... Okay. I do, it's okay. Um, oh, yeah. no, me, no, I... The feminist rules le- legitimately, praxis were a jam band I saw in high school once. <laughs> I want to say they were the Klingon moon that blew up in Star Trek six. I want to say Praxis either opened for or was opened by Osric tentacles. I really like just reading things off a like Jersey diner menu and making him guess whether or not they're a thing I read off the menu (laughs) or a jam band. (laughs) Dude, disco, disco fries played a fucking awesome China writer last night. Great jam band. band. Uh, yeah, I can be found online at Girladactyl. You can find uh, the podcast at, at IntuitPod on both Twitter and Facebook. Um, personally, the only thing I have to plug is I'm still stage managing. I, I say this like, oh, God. No, it's just it feels when you're working on it, it feels like it's been an eternity. But if you're in L.A., uh, the next few weekends, I'm still stage managing Of Mice and Men uh, at Theater Unleashed in North Hollywood. And the guys are so good. 
It's one of the so best bl- best laid plans you could make for the weekend. Ugh. Okay, but that never. Anyway, I, I, they never I say that in the appreciated book. that. They never say that in the play. But anyway, yeah, Fine, the guys are go so good, dude. We had some people um, who saw it, our show on Monday that didn't know how it ended. Um, oh. And they came out and they were just like bawling. Um, oh god! And people come out all the time. They come out of the plane. They're like so upset, and I'm sitting there like, I've seen all these people die so many times now. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, they're I, phenomenal. I'm gonna go see this play. I hear there's rabbits. They're I phenomenal. But actually, read that uh, in high school. Actually, the one specific one I do want to plug is if you are interested in coming to see the play, you should come next Monday. So I'll probably talk about this on the episode next week too. Uh, the 24th, we are having our charity. Um, our charity show, which I believe the tickets for that show are pay what you want. And the uh, charity that we support is actors for autism. And so all of the money we raise for our specific charity show on that Monday on the 24th goes to that charity. Uh, But anyway, so yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks as always to Kaylin West and Tiny Stills for the use of our theme song. Starting over is a lot like giving up. I love Tiny Stills. The off the album falling is like flying. I love Tiny Stills with uh, Tiny Crosby and Tiny Nash. Oh, no. They're the best. They're, 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 I, I miss Tiny Young, though. Oh, my God. Podcast over. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs>